Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is May 27th, and our chapter for today is Psalm 1. I want to introduce you to the book of Psalms in just summary fashion. We could spend an entire month just dealing with the opening Psalms and the background of the book of Psalms. But let me say to you, the book of Psalms is divided, much like the Pentateuch, into five sections. That is, the Torah is five books of Moses. And the book of Psalms is really the hymn book of Israel, but it has all kinds of various sorts of Psalms in it. The penitential Psalms, the royal Psalms, the messianic Psalms, the imprecatory Psalms, the Psalms about Zion, the Psalms of Aliyah, of degrees, of ascents, as the pilgrims made their way to Jerusalem for the sacred Moed, for the appointed days. But when we look at the book of Psalms, it is primarily songs of David. That is, he wrote more than any other. In the book of Second Samuel, he is called in chapter 23, the sweet psalmist of Israel. Second Samuel 23, 1 reads, now these are the last words of David. Thus says David, the son of Jesse. Thus says the man raised up on high, the anointed of the God of Jacob and the sweet psalmist of Israel. And indeed he was. Now the book breaks itself down. Psalms 1 through 41, that's the first book. Psalms 42 through 72, that's the second book. Psalms 73 through 89, that's the third book. Psalms 90 through 106, that's the fourth book. Psalms 107 through 150, that's the fifth and last of the sections of Psalms. Over the years, people have said, what is your favorite book in the Bible? And if you only had one book that you could take with you to a desert island or to a wilderness somewhere where you could just have one book of the Bible, what would it be? Well, without reservation, without hesitation, I would say to you the book of Psalms. For several reasons. First of all, the book of Psalms is a microcosm that is a small world of the larger world of the Bible. It has every major doctrine, not in incipient beginning form, but in full-blown fashion. That is, it doesn't exhaust the doctrine or the teaching, but all the major teachings of who God is, his character, his nature, what he's done, what he's going to do, all are in the book of Psalms in some way or another. And so it is a tremendous book and gives insight into the very heart of God. This is why I've made it my practice now for years to read five Psalms every day and the book of Proverbs, one of the chapters corresponding to the days of the month. For instance, on the first day of every month, I read Psalm 1, Psalm 31, Psalm 61, Psalm 91, Psalm 121. And that gets me through the Psalms every month. I read Proverbs 1 on the first day of the month. 
If I am on the fifth day of the month, then I will read Psalm 5, Psalm 35, Psalm 65, Psalm 95, and Psalm 125. That way, I see the entire book of Psalms. I read in the various books, the sections of Psalms, and it gives me insight into how God is to be praised. It primes my pump, so to speak. And the book of Proverbs is the book of wisdom. And so I read that in order to gain God's perspective on things. And it saved me from a multitude of sins. And so I want to encourage you in that same practice, but don't get away from reading one chapter a day. And let's finish this year strong. When we come to July, we're going to have a new emphasis and do the best we can to get more people on board to read through the Barit Hadashah, through the New Covenant, the New Testament. And many have hit and missed, but what we're going to do is we're going to have a re-emphasis to finish the New Testament because almost every chapter past the Gospels I'm going to be dealing with. And uh, almost all the books, many of the books, I deal with every chapter in the New Testament. So we're going to go through the New Testament in a different way than the longer Tanakh, the Law of the Prophets and the Writings, what we call the Old Testament. So let's get right into the book of Psalms, Psalm 1. It is a psalm of David. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. That's not just Torah. That is all of the word of God. Yes, it began with the books of Moses, but the law of the Lord is not just Torah. It is all of God's word, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night for he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper, shall succeed, shall be established. Now let's go back to the first verse. Notice the digression. Blessed, happy, prosperous, established is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinner, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Whoever you hang around, that's who you're going to be eventually influenced by. And if you listen to ungodly talking heads most of your day, that's what you're going to become as an ungodly talking head. That is, you're going to continually be torn up about the world's perspective of things. Some of the greatest things you can do in your life to have a heart after God and develop a heart after God is turn off all of these news channels, including Fox. Get the news that you need and get the world events as they are from a source that's reliable the best you can, maybe two sources, then turn it off. Because you see, reporting the news is always done with bias. There is no such thing as an unbiased news reporter. Every one of us look at life through a particular lens. Why not go to God's Word and find out what the world events mean in light of God's wisdom, God's perspective, God's point of view? Don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Don't listen to what these people say, whoever they are, that are not centered and grounded in the Word of God. 
Because if you walk with them, it will not be long till your progress will stop and you'll be standing. This is what verse 1 says. The word of God is true. And you'll be in the path, the way of sinners. That is, those who are habitually living a life that's displeasing to God. And if you walk in their counsel, then you will be standing in their path, and it will not be long till you'll be sitting where they are. You will have stopped your progress. You will have sat down, and now you are sitting in the seat of those who are scornful of life, and you have become bitter and jaded, and that's not what any of us want, and that's not the lifestyle and the thought patterns of the child of God. But on the contrary, your delight, my delight, is in the law of the Lord. This is what thrills us, is the law of the Lord. Now listen, if reading the Word of God is not delightful to you, then you need to check your heart fellowship with God. And if that is a way of life and it's a drudgery to you, then you need to check your relationship with God because you may not even know Him. God's Word warns us, yes. God's Word is cautionary, yes. God's Word also gives delight and peace and all of the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness. All of these things are wrapped up in the Word of God because it is the Word of God that God enables us to walk with Him, to know Him, to know His will, His plan, His desires. And so our delight should be in the law of the Lord. That is the words of God. Yes, Old Testament and New, all of it is the word of God. And in that law, we must meditate, ruminate. We must make it a part of our lives. We have taken scripture memory and made that the goal. Listen, meditation involves memorizing scripture, but memorizing scripture is not an end in itself. We need to meditate on the Word of God so that we can hide it in our heart deep within the recesses of our being. And if you want to know more about that, you can listen to some of the other podcasts that have to do with what I call Scripture saturation. We need to be saturated with the Word of God, not just memorize it. We have put, in my opinion, within the Church of Jesus, we've not put enough emphasis on Scripture saturation, but rather memorizing something that later we're going to forget just so we can say we knew this verse. The reason you memorize Scripture is so you can meditate on it day and night so it can become a part of who you are. And in his law, he meditates day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Now look at this, that brings forth its fruit in its season whose leaf will not wither, and whatever he does shall be established, shall be prosperous, shall be successful, and bring significance and impact. You see, the lie today among many who name the name of Christ is that we're going to be bearing fruit all the time. Well, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, yes. But in our daily lives and what we do, what we're planting, what we're sowing, we don't see fruit every day. And you're going to be a very disappointed person if you're looking for fruit every day to be abundant. And the reason is, is because work takes time. Sowing takes time. 
And many times we are looking for a harvest when we haven't borne the seed, we haven't cultivated, we haven't watered, we haven't planted properly. And even a tree planted by the rivers of water will only bring forth fruit in its season. I'm often reminded and show people who walk with me through the Dan Nature Reserve in northern Israel, where Tel Dan is. Many of you who are listening to this have walked through this with me. And I have paused if we had the opportunity and shown you a fig tree. That fig tree has been there as long as I've been going since 1977. It has grown and expanded, but it is planted by the white rapid waters of the River Dan. That flows from Mount Hermon comes out of the deepest karst spring, the largest karst spring, K-A-R-S-T spring, karst spring in the Middle East. And it is pure water, pure water. And it is swift flowing. And the tree has been there right beside. It has undergone fires. It has withstood fires. It survived droughts on and on and on. It's planted by the rivers of water, but it's a fig tree. It's one of those trees in nature that the fruit comes out before the leaf does. And this is why when Jesus cursed the fig tree, it already had leaves on it and it should have already borne fruit, but it was not. That's for another podcast. But what I'm saying to you is these figs, they only come out in their season. The fig tree has a couple of seasons, but it still is not all the time. There is a time for the roots to go deep. There is a time for the sap to go into the branches. And there is a time to bear fruit and a time to leave. There is a season for everything under heaven. And many times we forget that. In our world of production, in our world of pragmatism, in our world of marketing, we think we can just market it just right and it's going to happen in our churches. And we're going to get all these numbers and these brochure items that we brag about will always come. This is not New Testament Christianity. It is not what followers of Jesus need to be involved in. We need to allow the Spirit of God to put our roots down deep into His Word, and then we need to abide there and trust God to bring forth fruit in our lives and fruit that will remain. This is what the Lord Jesus prayed for in John 15. This is what the Lord Jesus prayed for in John 17. In the closing hours of His life, Jesus dealt with fruit-bearing. It's not that we try to make something happen any more than the branch can do anything, but bear what the root produces, what the tree produces, what the elemental principles of fruit bearing is, that it comes from deep within. And this is exactly what the psalmist is saying. Allow the Spirit of God to take the Word of God and find root in your life. And when that root is there and you remain connected to the root, don't worry. It will produce the fruit. And it will do it in God's season. We need to learn about the seasons of life. There is a season for everything under heaven. Either that's true or the Word of God is not. But we know it is. Allow the Spirit of God to take root in your life. Allow the Word of God to take root in your life. And when it's time, you'll produce fruit as you walk on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. 
Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.